and welcome to Cruising for Reviewsin, the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I am your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by friend Liam. Hello, how's it going? Thanks for joining me, Liam. Um, we are doing a more modern movie again yep. this week, and you picked Valkyrie. I did, yes. I, uh, I had a choice between this one and The Outsiders, but um, we thought The Outsiders might not actually have that much Tom Cruise in it, so we thought we'd, for uh, since your early episode, we might as well try and pick ones that are very focused around Tom himself. Yes, I think I'm going to do the less Tom Cruise heavy episodes uh, a bit later yep. when... Um, uh, we've done some of the really hardcore Tom yeah. ones, so uh, I guess we'll start with how did you like the movie? I thought it was okay. I um, I was actually surprised. Obviously, I watched it purely for the fact of looking out for Tom Cruise isms, and I was surprised by how few of them there really were in this thing. I know a lot of his trademark moves, like the running and the the manic grin and all that sort of stuff, and he did, this one didn't really seem to have any of that sort of thing. I was surprised by how restrained he was in yes. his Tom Cruise isms. I actually saw a thing online where. I guess it was a review of the movie and they kind of suggested that it was because he was trying to make up for, you know, his public appearances yeah. <clears throat> a little bit before that. So they, I guess he was trying to tone it back and show that he was an normal scene. Yeah. actor who could be very serious and and it is a very dour World War Two sort of story. Yeah. So you like don't, him you don't doing really like the clap to... and the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that would have been really would, weird. Wouldn't quite be appropriate. <laughs> Although I saw a review and they're like, oh, it just looked like Top Gun with an eye patch. I'm like, oh, that's, that's not, yeah, yeah, I haven't seen Top Gun, but I don't, yeah, I know no. that that's full of his, yeah, his things. So exactly, def- I yeah. wouldn't think that was the case at all. So, yeah, I think they were just anti-Tom Cruise, to be yeah. honest. Um, Rude. Yeah. <laughs> so, Valkyrie, uh, I guess we'll just probably uh, have a little chat about what the movie's about mm-hmm. for people who haven't watched it or are unaware. Yep. So Valkyrie, it's a 2008 film and it is set in World War II. Yep. It is about some Germans, in fact, some people within the Nazi party who are very disillusioned with how things are going or are outright against Nazism and mm-hmm. Hitler. And they come together in a plot as to stage a coup yep. against Hitler. Yep. And Tom Cruise's character, who is Colonel Klaus von Stauffenberg. Yep. I, I looked him up and he was originally a count, which is... Very posh of him, isn't it? <laughs> he becomes really disillusioned with uh, when he's in Africa and he is right, starts off writing a letter to someone and is like, I, I don't like this and I don't like Hitler, what Hitler's doing yeah. and everything. Uh, that was one of my favourite parts of the movie. Like, his German was... Yeah. absolutely atrocious yeah. <laughs> and like how quickly it transitioned to him speaking English like yeah they got that out of the way really I think quickly. that was a really good choice there was yeah. a few people I saw online I was like oh it's not realistic it's like you don't want people to try and be acting and also putting on accents especially with a cu- this crew this cast which is like Americans English people yeah. actual Germans you don't want them all sort of have competing accents and trying to outdo yeah. each other and stuff it's like and I read a thing online where Brian Singer, the director, basically said, yeah, I didn't want, like, I wanted to focus on the story and the, the actual tension of the story itself and not have people being worried about where their accents were or what they were working on. it. So exactly. I thought it was, yeah, people didn't like it, but I thought, yeah, it was a good choice. Just yeah. get it out of the way. Yeah. It doesn't affect the story you're actually trying to tell. Everyone knows where you are. Yeah. No, so one, no one's looking at those uniforms and going, I wonder yeah. where we are. Yeah. So, yeah, the movie just kind of follows all of the colonels, a lot of generals yeah. uh, who are trying to stage this coup. Basically, it starts off with his name is General Tresco who is played by Kenneth Branagh who is another one of my favorite actors mm-hmm. he is actually they've put a bomb in a bottle of Contro and they try and blow up a plane that Hitler's on and it doesn't work and that's when they're like okay we're, we're running out of people who can actually you know get, get this done yeah yep. 
And that's when they end up recruiting Stauffenberg. He gets blown up in Africa really mm. badly, loses his right hand, two fingers on his left hand, and loses his left eye. Yeah. Which is pretty intense. And I would become very disillusioned with War Two. Yes. If that was me. If, if not earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the things that I looked up was um, one of the things I wanted to know was like, does Tom Cruise do his own stunts in this movie? Because there's not even that many opportunities to do this stunts. Like, it's pretty much just that early sequence in Africa yeah. where there's lots of sort of gunfire and that sort of stuff going on. But when I Googled, does Tom Cruise do his own stunts in Valkyrie? Literally, the entire page of Google results was stunt butt. <laughs> Yeah. So, of course, I had to look up and find out what that was. And what it turns out is that someone back in 2017 took the exact an exact screen cap of a moment in Africa when Tom Cruise is sort of bent over and running, and his butt is significantly larger than you would expect uh, his butt to be, leading to the idea that he might have had a stunt butter prosthetic to try and get a shot, I guess. To get, like, a really round booty, I guess? Yeah, it, it was... Like, when like, I'm looking at the picture right now, and I can see why people... Would think that. Yeah. So when I was watching the movie this time, I was like looking at, I mean, it doesn't take much of an excuse, but I was looking <laughs> at Tom Cruise's butt and I was like, I think it was just lighting just the and the muscle just, moves yeah. certain way as he's standing up. Yeah. Maybe he has a really he has a really good ass. Who knows? But like the, the idea that he would have done like twenty years of his own massive spy stunts and jumped off things and flown through things and then at this exact moment decided no this one time i want a stunt thing it's yeah. just why would anyone i don't know like i don't think, think he's that. that vain like no yeah i think he is is a-okay with his physique and uh yeah but of course inevitably it came up because um there were so many stories and articles and stuff about it inevitably it came up because apparently then in american made his 2017 film he moons his family as he's saying goodbye to them or something yeah and so then someone asked him you know in valkyrie did you have your stunt butt and he said uh it's me it's not cgi it's me i do my own mooning in films so let it be known i do my own mooning <laughs> So I'm glad that someone could bring it up to him and also that he took it with the lightheartedness that it that it was intended. Yeah, um, that made me like Tom Cruise that little tiny bit yeah. more, actually. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Africa, no stunt butt, uh, loses a bunch of valuable body parts, mm-hmm. which is quite sad. Um, we am introduced to his wife, which yes. did you realise who played his um, wife? I've forgotten her name, but I know she's someone famous. Carice Van Houten. Yes. And I didn't, I was looking her up and I'm like, oh, that's Melisandre from yeah. Game of Thrones. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Like, even yeah. when I was watching her later on, I'm like, I almost can't tell. Yeah, no, she looks. Yeah, but then my husband's like, different. is it because she's not being a giant bitch? I'm yeah. like, okay, no, maybe. <laughs> but they um, they said, oh, they saw her in, um, I think it was Brian De Palma's Black Book, which was another like um, Nazi Germany movie. Mm. And they were like, oh, she'd be perfect to play that. Like, that's cool. That's a good way to find someone. But she doesn't have much to do in this film. It doesn't really feel like you needed to go out and find someone who's no. a really, really good actress to play the three scenes that she's actually yeah, in. Yeah, like, she, I mean, she's very emotional and I'm yeah, really nice. Like, but Okay, so we're introduced to the rest of the cast, and it is an awesome cast. That is a huge cast. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like I said, General Tresco is played by Kenneth Branagh. Uh, then we have Olbricht, which is Bill Nye, yep. who's another very highly ranked actor in my opinion another one i really liked was eddie is it mm. as general oh god my and german Elgabal, Felgabal? Felgabal, Felgabal. yeah i didn't know kind of read my writing yeah. <laughs> something like that um yeah i love when he, he was almost unrecognizable yeah. like not like you saw, i was like i think that's eddie is but i'm not 100 percent sure and then found out later that it was yeah, yeah it was like it's almost he's very good at like he can play like obviously very camp yeah in your face kind of characters but then he's also a good enough actor to be yeah. Very serious, he kind of very angry Nazi. Almost disappeared into it, unlike the rest of them who were very clearly very clearly identifiable and you could see who they were. Yeah. I, actually, when Eddie Izzard comes in, it's one of my favourite lines in the movie. 
Um, it's not, Athos Lewis thinks it sounds cool. He's like, action is inevitable as other consequences because he's like confronting him yeah. here. Mm. Um, so he was like, I liked how forceful he was in like, forcing people yeah. into, you know, staging a coup against Hitler because imagine how terrifying that would be. It would have been really stressful. Like, oh my God. I was like, it's one of the most stressful. Like I normally, my preference is action movies, which I like I enjoy the adrenaline stress, but I think mm. this is one of the most stressful. Yeah, movies. like right from the start. And that, that, that idea that at any moment it could turn out that one of them is actually on the other side and has been playing them all along. Oh, yeah. I guess the one thing that kind of works against that is the idea that it's a true story. So we know the plot yeah. went as far as it did. So the idea that it might get scuppered at the start isn't really that much of yeah. a threat. And then the idea that, oh, they might have killed him is like, no, we, we know it didn't. Yeah, we know. That I guess that, that's... To me, that is why I thought it was such a good film is because I did feel tense, mm. no, even though knowing what actually happened. Yeah. You just, yeah, you don't know. If I, just, I feel like, and it's the same with like when there's prequels and stuff like that, like some of the stress of it, oh, will this happen, won't this happen, sort of gets taken out of it a bit for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. The next thing that happens, so basically in real life, um, Kenneth Branagh's character, Tresco, was actually the main guy behind yeah. the door. Like I actually looked into him and, which is quite fascinating, he was super on board with the Nazi party when he first joined, like, 1934. Mm. And Tresco was really super okay with Nazis, basically because he didn't... He was really angry about the um, Treaty of Versailles. Yeah. Not... I don't think so much for the other things because as soon as um, he kind of realised, like, I think some of the really uh, anti-Semitic things that are happening, he was like, oh, no, I, I'm not into this at all. Like, it's yeah. barbarianism. I hate it. Mm. And so for 10 years, he was anti-Nazis, but yeah. he stayed... Like as a general, to but anyway, I thought that was amazing. Um, von Stauffenberg was the same. I think they said like, yeah, they were, I read a thing about how whether it was historically accurate or not. Yeah, and it was sort of he was very much on board with Nazism until it got to a certain point. Mm. Um, there was a bunch of people who were in the movie who say, oh yeah, we were against it all along, but it actually turned out they were only against it once it looked, looked like they were going to lose, lose and it was like, yeah. okay, now it's time to pull out. So yeah, once again, Brian Singer sort of said like he was asked, you know, did you want to introduce any of that sort of stuff? He's like, no, we've got a story that we're telling that's straightforward. Mm. Didn't want to try and do shades of grey about whether or not these were good people or, yeah. you know, Because bad at people. the end of the day, like, when you look at it, I mean, with the exception of maybe Tresco, they were Nazis. Like, yeah. As I, to me, I, like, my full empathy is a little bit restrained because I'm like, you're still Nazis, yeah. though, like, at a point. And Stav von Stavberg wasn't anti-Semite, so, yeah. you know... I can't be super. No, into doesn't that. seem. Doesn't surprise that didn't come up in the movie so much. Yeah, well, the, that doesn't doesn't make you want to no. enjoy the character very much, does it? But um, at least I kind of felt like a little bit better when I was reading about how much Tom Cruise. Because apparently he was really excited about this movie because he said, "Ever since I was a little kid, I've always fantasized about killing Hitler." And yeah, so that was, this was like a kind of a dream for him, and like. Christopher McQuarrie, who's one of the writers, who, mm. you know who Christopher McQuarrie is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves Tom Cruise. He's, he's yeah, yeah. nothing but right Tom Cruise movies. The two of them are together, the bound together now. Because um, Christopher McQuarrie's on Twitter a lot. He does, yeah. he's really active on Twitter. So I was, he was doing, he has a McQuarrie Q&A every time he gets bored. Yeah. So I was texting him, tweeted him this morning and he tweeted back and I said, oh, how involved were you in the writing? Because it said written by someone and him. And I yeah. didn't know if it was him or, and he um, pointed me to another podcast saying that he'd already discussed it, but basically a lot. He was super oh, heavily wow. involved. That's really cool that so, he retweeted you too. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. He's directed one of my favourite films, which is yeah. Fallout. <laughs> yeah, so the thing that I kind of liked was knowing that Tom Cruise was super anti-Nazis. In fact, when uh, Christopher McQuarrie interviewed one of 
Hitler's actual bodyguards, mm-hmm. you know, to get some historical stuff for the actual writing. And Tom Cruise was asked if he wanted to meet him. And he's like, hell no. Yeah, like, he's, no. He's, he's an evil bastard. I have yeah. absolutely no interest. I'm like, hell yeah. Yeah. Well, say what you will about Tom Cruise. He hates Nazis. And that's, that's so that, good by me. That was Rokus Mish. Yeah. Who was at his side all the way through to the end. And then even he said, um, Hitler was my Fuhrer like everyone else's. And I was in awe of him. I knew Stauffenberg. He killed comrades. It's the worst thing a soldier can do. I know. So yeah, like not, this was not a good guy. You, <laughs> yeah, like, you like, know, you're you not going to learn a lot. And also, like, it's been so long since yeah. like your stupid Führer killed himself. Like, uh, I just pretend that you don't. You were, you know, yeah. One lesson. It says he still lives in Berlin, and I was like, not in jail or anything. Like, yeah. just just wandering around Berlin, being, yep, yeah. I was the last guy. I was there. Look at me. I hope Germans like, you know, give him a finger or yeah. something every time he walks <laughs> past. So this is where we get to, I guess, the crux of the story. And it is where the plot to kill Hitler and the name of the movie, Valkyrie, mm-hmm. is instigated. So Operation Valkyrie was actually a thing that Hitler had set up. So basically, if he was killed, it was the contingency plan yep. for what would happen in that event. So the whole thing was they actually rewrote Operation Valkyrie to change it to their favor. So basically, if Hitler was di- die, I can't remember what the original... So, the yeah, the Reserve Army would fly... Um, the assumption was if he was killed, it would be by the people as an uprising. Yes. And the reserve army would flood out into Germany and stop quell the people's uprising. Yes. And they rewrote it to assume that the SS had tried to overthrow Hitler. Yes. And so the, yeah, the Valkyrie was for the reserve army to flood out and arrest all the SS officers, which was basically Hitler's secret police and the way he actually controlled Germany. So the theory was if they could depose them for long enough, they could other German, do other German leaders could take over. And by the time they knew what was happening, it would be all over. Yes. Which... Is a very good, I guess, like, I mean, they were kind of out of options by that yeah. point, were they? Mm. Uh, but, you know, it was a pretty cool sounding plan. Yeah. Uh, and terrifying. Like, when he had to go, I know he didn't really do this in real life, but, like, he, Stauffenberg, had to go get Hitler to sign it. I'm to like, sign the new plan oh, without, God, without, without reading it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Stressful. Yeah. And the fact that it happened at all, like, it's all, all of these little things that happened and it all went through and it's amazing. Mm. The plan was they got Stauffenberg close enough into the inner circle that he was going to attend a briefing yep. type thing at the at Hitler's bunker mm-hmm. out. I can't remember where it is. The Wolf's Lair. The Wolf's Lair, that's it. Yep. And he was going to have two bombs and they were going to, because it was going to be in this bunker, it would, the explosions would work in such a way that it would kill everyone inside and Stauffenberg would just escape and that's when Valkyrie could go into effect. Yeah. What they didn't count for was that it was a balmy summer yeah. day <laughs> and they decided to do it in a wooden hut with yes. lots of windows. And they were also foiled. They couldn't set off, activate both bombs. So, yeah, they had to um, basically go with one and it didn't work because it's lots of windows and it's just wood and Hitler got a few scratches. And, yeah. But they still had to go like through with it and uh, pretend, which was very... Very tense. Yeah. That was one of the really cool things I thought was that idea that it was when they were saying Hitler's alive, it's like, no, no, it's that's just propaganda they're putting out, he's dead. And he like even as a plan, that could still work. Like you could still have him cut off for long enough that mm. you might actually be able to get him out of power and get someone else in. But yeah, yeah just that, a few other things started sliding away. Thank God they didn't have mobile phones. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's still, where Olbrich... Still be tweeting from the bunker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh, imagine Hitler, Hitler would have been such a tweeter. Fake oh my news. God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Olbrich kind of drags his feet and stuff and goes like, we're going to do it, we're going to do yeah. Valkyrie. And they get so close, but then it all gets undone and they're like all their phone lines get cut and they're all... Yeah, it's... 
just going to give it all away here um, in case you don't know your World War II history or yeah. haven't watched this movie. They yeah. all get caught immediately and most of them get killed straight away yeah. like, within hours of it happening. So General Frome, who's played by Tom Wilkinson, basically kind of endorsed it but didn't outright endorse it. Yeah. And even that, even the fact that he kind of did that, he was so afraid of them telling, like getting tortured and revealing that, that he had them all killed on the spot. Yes. Which you would. Like, yeah. Um, you know, gonna... But then he was executed like a year later anyway. I think yeah. just for being soft yeah like just letting losing control of the reserve army so yeah nazis man yeah what a bunch of pricks yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it's a pretty intense film like there's so much like i last night my husband was like i need to get to sleep and i was like loud thoughts about world yeah. war Two. like I, I actually this wasn't a movie where i sat down thinking tom cruise what a babe i yeah. was actually like wow I, I wish i knew more about world war Two stuff like i know a, a bit and my husband and my mom are both world war Two buffs and I wish I was too, but yeah, that's uh, this sort of movie. Always, every time I watch it, I just immediately spend two hours. Yeah, out. everything to do with Operation Valkyrie and you know just World War Two in general. So. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I read a thing saying about all the historical inaccuracies, but there wasn't like it's mostly pretty good. There's a few things where it didn't necessarily like when Stauffenberg presents Operation Valkyrie, the rewritten one to Hitler, that didn't happen in person. Mm. And there's a few other little things here and there, but mostly it stayed pretty true to it, which yeah. meant which and they sort of focused on Stauffenberg because obviously it was Tom Cruise and he yeah. was leading the picture. But the things I read were basically like he was a part of it, but he wasn't like this big leader and trying to get everyone going. Like there'd been stuff happening for years before, stuff mm. that kept happening for years after he was out of the picture. Yeah. There was Tresco, there was um Colonel Beck, yep. who um he in the movie he they let him commit suicide rather than be tortured, but in real life he failed. When he shot himself in the head, it didn't he didn't die oh. and they end up having to kill him like another SS officer killed him. Oh, no. It was like, yeah, just harrowing stuff. But it was surprisingly non-violent movie as well. Like it's not, there's not a lot of blood and guts and gunfire and stuff, like apart yeah. from right at the start and then right at the very end. Yeah. But other than that, it's a real sort of thriller. It's a, almost yeah. like an office sort of based thriller sort of thing like this. Yeah, it yeah. was. Which, yeah, it was a nice turn of pace because I mostly just sit around watching yeah, yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible films. Watching so. him smile his way through, <laughs> leaping off buildings and yeah, stuff. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought to me, like, I feel like Tom Cruise did a really good job and sort of was showing that he is, he can be a serious actor. He doesn't, yeah. he doesn't do it as much anymore. He kind of, he's, I think he just really likes jumping off buildings, yeah, to yeah. be honest. And I don't blame him. Like, if you yeah. find a thing that you love, why not yeah. keep doing it forever? And he gets to find an excuse to fly a new vehicle every time he yeah. does a new movie. But yeah, I think, I thought, I thought it was a, a good example of Tom Cruise being mm. a, Pretty all right, dramatic actor. One of the Tom Cruiseisms that I did spot was um, him being way younger than he should be. So he was forty six when this was made. Yeah. But Stauffenberg was only th- in his mid thirties when this okay. when this whole happened. And I like I'm looking at it going, yeah, that's a mid thirties person. I'm not yeah. I'm not thinking that's he's a, a forty mid forty year old man. Perm that he had. Oh, there. the hair. That was the other thing I was going to talk about. I was like that that not good. No, like, really, I was no, like, oh, what a babe. The, I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever seen him with like that soft, yeah, that soft yeah. wavy curly hair like that before. And I, yeah, I'm not a yeah, fan. Yeah, it's it's different. It was it did look very forties. Like, yeah, I can see why they did it. Yeah, um, I was very into. It. Uh, how did you? I really liked his eye patch. Like, yeah, that was, that was a really cool looking eye patch. Yeah, I really wonder if serious it that business. Cool, like, you could actually make it that cool. Like, it looked it was so finely made and badass looking. I'm like, was that actually? But then, so I looked into how um, yeah, historical inaccuracies and everything apparently the attention detail they had was off the charts like right they so the uniforms were all 
I don't know. I don't think they were actual uniforms, or maybe they were. I should have written that down. Um, like the uniforms were absolutely spot on. Um, they actually found 1930s tanks right. for the start scene. Like they yeah. and all the vehicles were actually legit. There's, I think, one plane that bombed them at the start wouldn't have been able to carry bombs. That was the only right. sort of flaw there. Um, they they actually built rebuilt the Wolf Slayer perfectly. Mm. Um, and historians or whoever were like. It was so close to detail. Even the mosquito was flying around. Like right. that's exactly what it would have yeah. been like. So apparently the attention to detail was absolutely. So maybe his eye patch was yeah. <laughs> exactly what Stauffenberg's eye patch was. In which case, if I lose an eye, I want one of those. Yeah, it was badass. Yeah, because they shot the Africa scenes last out in the California okay. desert. They were ah. sort of they um they weren't sure exactly how much they were going to need or what they were going to do. So they did that last so they could get exactly what they needed. And apparently by that stage they'd run out of budget to the extent that. They're originally just going to CGI the planes, the yep. bombing planes, that sort of stuff, but they couldn't afford to do that, so they end up having to use real ones. Oh, wow. But I thought it worked the other way around. I'd always assumed that when you ran out of money, you started CGIing things and yeah. not getting them for real. But, it's... yeah, apparently they got a couple of old World War II bombers and just all the bullets and everything would all have been effects, but yep. actual planes in the air was was real because they couldn't afford to CGI it. That is fascinating. That's, I guess that's why that's the one little thing that was off was that yeah. they couldn't find the exact plane, so they yeah. did the next best thing. Well, good on them. That's, yeah. a, that's a real good effort. Uh, if I had been at that point, I'd be like, oh, well, I guess we give up now yeah. <laughs> and that's why I don't make movies yeah uh, another thing about CGI he's so he lost his eye and there was a couple of scenes where you saw him without yeah. the eye in which obviously it was special effects mm-hmm. but the way they made his glass eye look like a glass yeah. eye was really cool I was wondering about that because I didn't know whether like if you just get a special contact that so that it, when you move your head around, yeah. it, it doesn't move the way your eyes, your normal yeah. eyes do. I don't know. It's or like a special if contact. If someone or... was sitting there CGIing, yeah, his like eye it's... to look kind of like not move at all. Yeah, because we Which... know he's not big on CGIing for him. So like he wants to do his own, all his own thing. Yeah. So is there is there a special like, contact how, like, you can get? Yeah, like just disconnect one eye. Because <laughs> my brother can, um, he can cross one eye. Oh, like really? not both of his eyes, or he could when we were kids. I don't know. Yeah. I asked him recently, but cool. he used to be able to cross one eye. So I don't know if yeah, they taught him how to move one eye independently from the you other. Know, like or we spent five hours a day for three yeah, weeks yeah. learning how to move one <laughs> eye. Uh, that's great. So this film was directed by Brian Singer, and I actually had a friend who wanted to watch this movie, and then I said, "Oh, it's directed by Brian Singer," and she's like, "Nah, yeah, don't do it." So uh, if anyone's not aware, Brian Singer is a really trash guy. Mm. He um, he's made some really good films. Like I enjoy, I've enjoyed a number of his films, but he's also yeah, like basically a pedophile yeah. and a rapist. So. Yeah, that to me, I was like, don't think about that guy. Which is, yeah. I guess, the quality of the film. I was so immersed in it. And then the one says, directed by Brian Singer. I'm like, that's right, that bastard. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a bummer when you hear films you enjoy. Yeah. By. It's, um, this one, and like he's made the good X-Men movies and Usual yeah. Suspects, which I now can't watch, which is fine. Like that's the thing is like if I disconnect myself from it, that's fine. I don't, yeah. you know, there are millions of movies to watch and there are millions of TV shows to watch. It's just a, a pity that they're probably even still getting the roles and still getting the opportunities that they are because he's still around and he's still making movies and he's... Oh, he got kicked off Red Sonja, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I think he got... I think he's finally seeing... So, and I'll be interested to see because Christopher McCurry's done some writing for his movies. So I wonder, yeah. like, well, you know, seeing whether or not people will work with him anymore will yeah. kind of be a little bit telling, I guess, won't it? Yeah. Um, women, there's not a lot of women in this movie, and it definitely doesn't pass the Bechdel test. No, because they never talk to each other at all. There's only two women with any kind of significant speaking role: it's his wife, who's in three or four scenes, yep. and then the woman who help, starts helping him out at the yep. at the bunker a lot. Which I have a feeling. I mean, maybe she was based on a real character, but I have a feeling they're like, "Wow, this is a real white 
white guy film. Yeah. And they put her in to kind of, but yeah, normally that sort of thing I, I get pissed off at, but I just remember like they're, they're literal Nazis. And yeah. They a hate anyone who was, wasn't white, and they definitely didn't like women very yeah. much. So I, I gave them a little pass for that, because um, like otherwise I might have been a bit token. Yeah. Yeah, like oh look at all these women. Like oh, I don't I don't want the Nazis to look better than they were. Like yeah. I, they were sexist as fuck. So. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they had all the women in the um, communications room, the typing room as well, which I guess was probably realistic to the the situation. The only jobs women got were, you know, very sit down, not anywhere near any action kind of thing. I would have liked to have had the wife been given more to do, I think. Just, you know, they never even talked about whether she was on board or off board with the whole plan. Well, no, I was wondering that, but she was because he was was really quietly saying, if they find out if I'm caught, they're going to come for you and the kids. And she's like, I know. And that's when you realize. Like it pans down to her tummy and she's pregnant again. They've got like yeah. 10 million children yeah. already. <laughs> and I looked it up and apparently the von Stauffenbergs, like his family were like some of the most prominent Catholics in right. Bavaria. So that's why they had Lots so many babies, yeah. which because Nazis, like it was no religion at all involved in, like I know Hitler was meant to be famously meant to be atheist. Yeah. So I'm more, I'm more kind of fascinated, like what different religions were drawn to around, yeah, yeah, mm. into that. I guess if you're a bigoted piece of shit, then yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, speaking of religion, the thing that made me laugh a lot. So Germany as a whole dislikes Tom Cruise a lot because, like, I think Germany's banned Scientology. Oh, okay, yeah, that's super. And they were actually really reluctant to have him even come and do this film. Yeah, and yeah, I guess it worked out and everything. But yeah, I was kind of fascinated. Like it was always like Tom Cruise, like, well, I'm coming to Germany. I don't care yeah. what you what you say, and I, I, which is conflicting for me because obviously I love Tom Cruise, but I'm also a very, very big fan of Germany and like my favorite band's German, and yeah. um, I go to Germany a lot. I'm just in Germany around Germany recently to follow my favorite band around. Nice. Uh, and yeah, I'm like, oh, good on you for having really like having some convictions. Like obviously they're really careful about that sort of stuff because you know Nazis. Yeah. And but yeah. And- but think I think that was what I read was that they that was why they ended up agreeing to let him make the film was because it showed that there were good Germans and not all yeah. bad Germans in the in the war and everything. So yeah. they sort of thought it put Germany in, in probably a good light, even if it didn't necessarily work out. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Not every single person who was a Nazi are going to be a piece of shit. Like, there's a lot of yeah. people who were like, oh, I guess I've got to fight for my country. And then, like, I literally don't know how to yeah. get get myself out of this. Um, yeah, I could talk about this for hours because yeah. <laughs> um, I have many feelings about Nazis and things. Um, but we'll save that for another podcast. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess what we want to do now is review it. Yeah. So uh, I like to assign a random thing from the movie as my gauge. So like four out of five prosthetic butts. Right. No, that's probably a really, really good one. I shouldn't have used yeah. that as an example. Uh, so yeah, well, I'll rate it first. Um, sure. I, I really enjoy it. I enjoyed it before. I remember seeing it at the cinemas when I didn't like Tom Cruise. And I remember really enjoying it um, because I guess I'm surrounded by World War II nerds. And I found it really thrilling, engaging. So I'm going to, I think I'm going to give it a four, maybe a 3.75. Right. Uh, CGI'd eyeballs right. out of five. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was like quite well executed as a piece of cinema. Like I said, the the fact that we knew where it was going and we knew that it wasn't successful and that sort of stuff sort of held back a little bit of the tension for me. I thought everyone, all the performances were really well done, even if this wasn't necessarily Tom Cruise at his Tom Cruise-iest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just would have liked, I guess it felt a bit 
some of the execution felt a bit almost as workmanlike, like it didn't have a lot of directorial flair and that sort of stuff. So I would mm. like to see a bit more of that sort of thing. So probably probably a three out of okay. five uh, eyeballs Eyeball? for me. No, well, no, you got to go think of your CG- own Oh, one. do I have to? Okay. Yeah. Um, three out of five bottles of Cointreau with bombs in them. Yeah. yeah. That's a cool. I really liked the bomb thing, like how, like I was just thinking about like the technology to make a bomb that small. Yeah. Because they, they said in the movie, like, you either have it small or powerful. Like you can't yeah, have both. Can't do both. Whereas these days you have like a thing the size of a thimble and it could probably blow up an entire house. But yeah, like they crush a certain thing, push it in a certain thing. And then yeah. it, but I thought that was really cool. I was very fascinated. And I really like the bits. Um, so when they've got the second bomb and all the stuff and they're driving away from the first bomb and the guy in the back seat's trying to throw stuff out the window yeah. so they don't get caught with it, but the driver might be seeing him. So Tom Cruise is like, dead-eyeing the driver to make sure that he stares yeah. straight ahead while the guy's throwing the stuff away. Oh, I had a chance. That poor guy, like, the way he's brought into, like, Stauffenberg, just like, I am basically being a, a high treason and yeah. I'm using everything at my disposal to do it. Are you in? And the guy's like, I guess so. I couldn't think, I couldn't tell if he knew going in that that's yeah, what I he feel, was going to be doing. I feel like he maybe, they brought him in knowing that he might be that way inclined. Yeah. And Stauffenberg was just like. Because Ulbricht brings him in. So yes. I was like. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if Tom's going to do it or if he's going to have to try and hide it from this guy. Yeah. And then he just lays out in front of him. I was like, oh, did he know that was the interview that he was? Yeah. Like, it's a big risk if for yeah. Stauffenberg to say that if he doesn't at least have an idea that this guy might be on side. I, mean, I guess he was a, low, a lowly thing. They could have just shot him and said he was yeah. a, he was traitorous or something. Like, the Nazis probably didn't look into that sort of thing yeah. very, <laughs> very carefully. Yeah, but he ended up being a really good character. He was yeah. really, really in... Um, oh, that's another character I really liked. Um, what was his name? Colonel Quernheim, the bald guy? Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I just really liked it. It was really like, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like when they're like, they said, don't do it. If Himmler's not there, don't put the bomb off. And uh, Tom Cruise is like, well, what do you think I should do? And he's like, just do it. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. yeah. I love that sort of thing. Okay. That's Valkyrie. So if you like World War II sort of focused films and you want to see Tom Cruise with his curvaceous butt yeah. at the start of a and movie. And you're not too worried about historically accurate accents or language. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know people got really upset about that, but to me, I Everybody, was like, yeah, yeah they it always didn't really do with accents. And yeah. yeah. And, and it is a little bit of a stark contrast. Like most people had like beautiful British accents and then a few German accents. And then American accent, but it's a Tom Cruise vehicle, like yeah. a Tom Cruise movie. So they know. did the same with Chernobyl, I think, didn't they? The TV series. A lot, a lot of people got upset that like it was a bunch of English people and they didn't even speak Russian language or even try Russian accents. But I was like, but if it's, it's going to help, it's going to distract. Like, yeah, if it's going to help the story, then yeah. you should. Yeah, like I mean, I know they can do that sort of thing, like with Narcos, which is one of my favorite shows. Like they got great Spanish-speaking actors yeah. to play with the characters. But also a lot of people are whinge about having to read subtitles. And I know watching that show, I had to like put my phone away because they're like, yeah. <laughs> you need to watch this or you're not going to know what's happening. Yeah. You do not know any Spanish. That happens yeah. in the Americans too. There's like half, yeah. of it's in, half of it's in English and half of it's in Russian yeah, with and subtitles. Like, and it's yeah. like, yeah, you can't be looking at your phone while it's happening because you're just, that you don't understand what's going you're on. like, oh man, I just missed an integral thing yeah, in the yeah. line five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for being here with me today. No Liam. worries. Um, where can we find you online? So I also have a podcast and it's called Flawless, a music podcast. So each episode, we look at an album that either a host or a guest has nominated. We talk about why they think it's flawless and what they love about it. Uh, so you can find us on Facebook and Twitter and wherever you find your podcasts as just Flawless, a music podcast. Lovely. And I'm going to be on there soon talking about yes, that German are. band that I was awesome. just talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Making everyone not understand why I'm obsessed <laughs> with a very famous in Germany only band. That's all from me. Thank you very much for listening and have a good day. Thank you.